You're listening to Tech Talks, the new podcast from Broadcast Tech. I'm Jake Bickerton, and I'm the editor of Broadcast Sport and Broadcast Tech magazines. In this podcast, I'm chatting with Duncan Alexander, football statistician, broadcaster and author, and chief data editor at Stats Perform. He's also the man behind the incredibly popular OptoJoe Twitter account. This is Broadcast Tech Talk podcast number three. We've got Duncan Alexander from Stats Perform Group here. Yeah, hello. Thanks for having me on. My role is part marketing, part editorial, I guess. From an Opta background, our history has been turning uh, data and numbers into stories, essentially. We have probably the biggest and best archive of sports data for all the major sports around the planet. How are you finding you're utilising that during the pandemic? I mean, what, uh, what are clients coming to you with in terms of requests for data? When football first stopped, there was a few, a couple of days where everyone still wanted the same sort of stuff. So they still wanted to know why Liverpool were going to win the league or, or mm. you know, why English teams had stopped being any good in the Champions League, things like that. And then as it slowly dawned on people that this wasn't just going to be a week or two, it's going to be quite a long time, it, it has kind of changed. I guess over the last seven days, we've seen a lot of people asking for things like quiz content because, right. you know, I guess anything to distract people from, you know, reality at the moment is kind of good. And then also, we've got this huge archive. We went back and analysed all the World Cups back to 1966 in the same way that we'd analyse the Premier League or Champions League nowadays. So that's yeah. kind of cool information, but it only really comes in handy every sort of four years when the World Cup comes around. But suddenly, there's an audience. I mean, we saw the Channel 4 showed the Maradona documentary at the weekend and mm. suddenly Twitter was a, was alive to everyone talking about was Maradona the greatest player ever and you know, all these sort of debates that might spring up occasionally in, in close seasons. Uh, it's kind of all we've got at the moment. We're always getting a younger audience come through as time goes on. So a lot of those people didn't know that we even had that information. When you're kind of immersed in numbers and data all the time, it's very easy to assume that once you've pushed something out once that everyone has kind of accepted and understood that. But most people miss stuff. So, you know, you can kind of reuse things a little bit. We're planning to go back and reanalyze and look at new angles on old events, look at new narratives that might emerge from sort of famous matches, famous players, famous periods of time. As any kind of historian will tell you that there's no actual objective truth, even with sport. There's, you know, you can reinterpret sport all the time. From a business point of view, how do you monetize that kind of data when the client presumably is actually Joe Public at the moment rather than a, a paying client? Theoretically, you know, the Premier League could be played behind closed doors in May or June. So, mm. you know, at that point, it would be little more than a, than a sort of long close season. Yeah. Like in a year without a World Cup or a Euros, for instance. But I guess if it goes on longer, then we're going to have to look for for new ways to kind of monetize and, and kind of extract value from, from the data. Nothing can kind of pause indefinitely. There's human in, ingenuity is too, you know, too big for that, really. We'll, we'll find something. There'll be, a, <laughs> there'll be a way that people experience the same buzz of live sport that will emerge in the next few months if, if normal sport, in inverted commas, can't return for a, for a while. It's all, it all comes down to creativity, really. You can have the same bit of data or narratives or even the same kind of footage. You can do a thousand different things with it. And it's, mm. it's about finding those, you know, those new angles. 
in the last couple of years, I've still found new angles from really basic kind of Premier League appearance things. I mean, my favourite example of that is the the all-time classic Manchester United t- treble team of Schmeichel, Gary Neville, Irwin, Johnson, Stam, Giggs, Beckham, Scholes, uh, and Keane, and then York and Cole up front. You know, the classic team. Mm. That lineup only ever appeared in one Premier League match ever. Seriously? Wow. Yeah. That's just extracted from fairly basic appearance data, but there's always a new angle you can find. And I think at this kind of tricky, trying time, I think, you know, stuff like that that's a bit distracting and, and mm. kind of allows people to, to delve deeper into the history of the game is really important. So you kind of create those conversations online, is that mostly through the OptiJoe account? Yeah, historically that has been the main channel. We're researching stuff for customers, for clients and you, you come across other stuff as you're doing that and Twitter was a really easy kind of conduit to say look just push it out there but I think what will happen over the next month as well is that you know it probably accelerate our look and move into other channels as well so obviously social media's advanced a lot there's you know there's massive growth in, in things like Twitch and in, mm. um, you know Instagram live a lot mm. of video content so I think again you know we've got we've got tools we've got the archives that really lend themselves to kind of that you know talking through stuff like that the stuff you're personally finding interesting have you got a route to go to like a traditional sports broadcaster and say actually this data i've found is really good have you thought about sort of broadcasting that again on whatever platforms i mean do you have those sort of conversations yeah yeah i mean we obviously have relationships with all the all the major broadcasters around the world and you know they're in the same position as as us and anyone at the moment they're kind of reacting short term by just getting some stuff out but i think everyone is kind of formulating longer term plans not in our situation but in some ways it should reward creativity which is sort of exciting and what about the uh, same with documentaries you mentioned uh, one earlier as well do you sometimes originate ideas for documentaries or help out documentary makers with all the access you've got to this incredible data yeah, we've worked on quite a few over the years. Although, you know, we come from a data point of view, it's about turning those data points into a story. Sports documentaries, have, and partly thanks to, you know, Netflix and, and mm. whatever, but they really have become a genre in themselves. Any projects for sports documentaries that were sitting on a shelf a couple of weeks ago have now been bumped up the schedule <laughs> a little bit. So. Yeah, I reckon so. When you're looking at data and the way technology has moved in the last few years, it, automation and machine learning and artificial intelligence, is that something that you're looking at applying to your data or do you already do that? Do you kind of work hand in hand with the automation or is there fears of kind of the human involvement not being necessary in the future? Yeah, I mean, Stats Perform are at the leading edge really of sort of AI and sport. We've got the biggest kind of data science team looking at, you know, those, those things in the world. Uh, we've got a product called Autostats, which sort of automatically tracks basketball and, uh, and football. And we're looking at using that to kind of extract new data from old games. And again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier in the sense that a football match is played once, but you can probably retell a thousand stories from it. And with the advance in, in data and technology that, that we're at the forefront of, we should hope you'll be able to pull out even more insight from, from those events. Is there anything else you want to add, Duncan, about either working through this sort of pandemic or what Stats Perform does generally? Well, I think just from a kind of personal and comradeship point of view, I think it's been, I'm sure it's the same with a lot of people who are listening and the companies they work for, but I think there's been a comradeship amongst teams, mm. I think. And, mm. you know, in some ways, it's you could argue it's kind of brought people closer together, really. In terms of kind of ethos and, and sort of everyone pulling together, it's been quite positive. 
Uh, it's lovely speaking to you and uh, take care through these times and thanks for doing this as well. Thanks, and you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Broadcast Tech Talks. We've got plenty more where this came from, so subscribe now and we'll see you again soon.